The black period is not the end, it's the beginning. This is a platform of respect, learning, unlearning, and growing as black people. We don't support cancel culture. We believe that if there is a will to change, a change can happen. Bitch, this ain't a song. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Black Period. My name is Virginia Bonhomme. And I'm Sidra Green. And, um, you know, we're some artists coming out of Brooklyn, based out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, Sidney, tell a little bit about yourself. Um, yes, I am a black queer photographer and visual artist, originally from Los Angeles, California. I've been living in New York you know, about 15 years, um, and yeah, I'm just here to talk about what's going on, really, like, there's just so much going on, and I don't know, I often feel like there isn't a space to put all of these thoughts, and this seems like a a new way for me of of having a place to talk about what's going on. Right, like a, <clears throat> like a, capsule a time capsule of like you know what's happening around us that we can play back and experience and there was know. something that you said about when when we first you know discussed the idea of doing a podcast and it was when you think about emergency supplies right you you know they tell you to have a blanket to have a flashlight and you're like you all they also tell you to have a radio mm-hmm. like the idea of this like live recording this like information you know that can that can just you can access quickly and i think with all different kinds of media we've like forgotten about the idea of radio and the power of just like this type of inf- dialogue and understanding and learning you know yes that's a, that's a fact you know <clears throat> i remember well let me introduce myself um, before I start going on a tangent. Um, but um, my name is Virginia Bonhomme. Um, I'm an artist. I'm a, I'm a painter. Uh, I do make music. I just I'm all, all around like just a creative individual. Renaissance. Yeah, you could say that a Renaissance woman. You know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, but I, I feel like that's what we're here to talk about, right? It's like Renaissance. Renaissance. Yeah, this is this is a new Renaissance. This is definitely a re- new Renaissance. This is um, Black period. This is entering a new, you know, phase of of a uh, a Black existence that is like everyone before it every movement before it was as monumental as the last you know and i i believe that this time that we're living in is is very monumental it's very uh not to quote drake and uh future but what a time to be alive <laughs> um or to quote nina simone to be young gifted and black yes you know leave it to sid to bring it back home because <laughs> <laughs> you know, i could take a ratchet but um yes for sure like um this is the moment this is i mean but there's so there are that's what it is to be black right like it's like these forever like 
renaissance moments of mm-hmm. movements. Like we are forever in a movement. We are in forever in a motion of like, because we're always trying to fight something, survive, something, survive something, get, get run overcome. away from, get away from. Yeah, it's true. And that I think, you know, the thing that's so amazing about black culture and why it's so appropriated, sought after, you know, in, uh, imitated uh, is because there is that idea of like, what's next? What's next? There's it's it's always very, you know, your foot is on the gas all the time, mm-hmm. you know, in, in one way or another, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in your career, like you're always hustling in some way, you know, as a black person, because it's like, I want to get to the next thing. I want to get to the next thing. And that can be exhausting too, obviously, you know, um, and something, uh, 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 I think a question that I asked, um, a few friends, which I would like to ask you is, uh, obviously we're now kind of like re-entering physically the world that we had a bit before, you know, mm-hmm. going back to school, we're going back to work, mm-hmm. you know, stores reopening, all that kind of stuff. Like where here we are, you know, and you're emerging from your cocoon, essentially, right? You've been locked up somewhere right? or not, you know, but hopefully, you know, you, you've, whatever your situation is, you've had time, extended period of time to be by yourself, to look inwardly, to see what it is that you can contribute to what's going on or how, how it's affecting you, you know? Maybe you didn't realize that, you know, you are an incredibly social person and you have to find a different way of socializing because you can't physically be in contact with people. You know, what what are some lessons that you've learned about yourself during this basically um, extended staycation, you know? <laughs> For sure. Um, <clears throat> what I learned about myself... Um, I feel like I learned that I had some bad habits that I had to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned also that my brain moves faster than I wanted to move sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess faster than my body because that's why that falls into like the bad habits of, but then I also looked at it as self care things that, you know, we need to do and stuff. But, um, there are things that I kind of like, uh, I don't give myself the, the space and energy like I should, towards my projects versus what I do for other people, how I give towards other people. Right. And it, it was a moment of awakening to be like, you know, but now you have your time and it's like, what are you really doing? So it forced me to, um, to acknowledge those things and apply to self because you couldn't really help anybody. You couldn't be, you couldn't go to work. You couldn't do this. You just had to just like be Granted, out overall as an artist. I, I do a lot of stuff for self, but it's also because it's it's not as much as I feel like I could be giving. I believe mm-hmm. that. Um, but and and why do you think that? 
are you is there a uh you consciously restricting or holding it back or is it something that is like you've realized now oh that's something that i do i hold myself back or i um because i think we live in a time that is everything is like in your face now 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 personal um, I think I'm afraid of what the next level is. I have moments of like holding myself back or even self sabotaging certain moments of like, because this could be the shit that puts you on. Because I do, you know, I do so much. Mm-hmm. I do so much. Right. And I think in everything that I do, I'm extremely talented in it. But I also like, I don't want to be in front tree because it's just like, don't put me on front right but (laughs) i mean now this podcast is allowing me to um to just step outside of that challenge that and that's why i'm happy because we spoke about this way before you know Mm -hmm. yeah Um, like a whole year ago almost yes well let's let's talk about what this platform is what we're doing um and why we feel like right now is actually like we have to step outside of our boxes and our, our comfort zones and move yeah. ourselves aside to do something greater than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that. Um, I mean, I can say what it is for me. Oh yeah. And then we the so what this platform or the Black Period is for me, you know, as a as a as an artist, as a. Um, you know, person in the world, in the in the in technology, in just actively seeking knowledge about the culture that's around me, the world that's around me. I think the idea of like having a platform to be able to tell your own stories, right? You know, what's what I've had to unlearn the most in this kind of time of pandemic and 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 being by yourself and um just having all this time to just like sit with what with yourself and who you are as a person and what your values are and you know you can't make excuses for things just like you said some some negative qualities you recognize during quarantine and for me it was something like making my bed right I was like oh I don't have time to do it because like I have to go I have to catch the train I have to go to work it's like no, bitch, you just don't want to make your bed. Like, that's something you need to look at. And it's like, because you're not making your bed, it looks messy, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why, you know, <laughs> just make your bed. And it's like, what is that rooted in? Is it a defiance? Because I had to make my bed at the same time every morning before I could leave my room even, you know? Mm-hmm. And and is it me defying my parents at a, as like a little child, you know? Is it that coming up weirdly because... I'm now present to it because I've had all this time to sit with myself and be like, oh, it's not just a day or two. You've been doing this for X amount of time. Like you have the power to change you, you know, like you are in control of your own life in, in, in some ways. And in regards to, you know, this platform, it's like give black people a space to tell their own story. Like, I don't want to hear it filtered through a white person or a person who doesn't know, you know, can't even empathize in a way or even sympathize, that would be great, you know, to some of the real struggles that there are in every, every way, you know, something about, um, you know, whiteness and white supremacy that is 
I've really been present to is that it is in everything. Mm-hmm. It's all around. It's in the it's in the tree that's planted in this, you know. Mm-hmm. It's in that chicken that you're eating for dinner. It's in your it's in your house. It's in your family. Mm-hmm. It's in your workplace. You know, it's in it's present. It's in your it's in your blood somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like being present to how many people have had to apologize and oh my gosh I'm so sorry I didn't realize and you're like wait but I also didn't realize and I'm a black person and I didn't realize that that's fucking crazy that that's where that comes from or that's the reason for that or we sing this song but it actually is about this or this statue of this person and this salute that we say or this sacred ground isn't sacred ground for in the way that we've learned about it you know the fact that I just learned about Juneteenth as a 32-year-old person who grew up in America. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Blackish. That was the first time I, I heard I saw it on yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Okay, Childish, you know? Like, right, I, yeah. you know, I didn't... And, it, and, and the thing about that is, like, for me, the feelings that I had around that, there was a lot of embarrassment. There was a lot of shame. Yeah. There was a lot of, like... Why don't I know this? Like, was it my fault that I didn't think to look this up? Or, it's but I, mean, I had no point of reference, you know? For sure, and that's that's. And it's not like my the parents point of reference. aren't American, you know. I don't, I don't, I'm not a black American. So, but I'm black. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is the country that I've grown up in. This is the citizenship I have. But I don't, I haven't learned about that, you know. And it's like. I feel like sometimes I beat myself up about that and like, oh, but I've learned all this other fucking bullshit that I haven't used or it doesn't apply to anything that I'm doing in my life right now. But I didn't learn this thing, you know, and that's why I want this to be such a space of like really learning and understanding and 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 talking about things that I don't know about so I can gain perspective in someone else's experience and kind of try to put things together, you know, right. I hear that. I mean, I feel like the black period, well, overall, our mission is to, um, you know, from color to culture, basically just to show, you know, the expansive nature of what black culture is, black art is, because black art is black culture. um, and, And how we just... We're just a majestic group of people that's been through so many um, different trials and tribulations. But overall, the thread of the fabric is it's the same thing. You know, we're fighting for the same cause. My ancestors was fighting for the same thing that I was fighting for. So it's like an overall spirit that lives within, you know. So the black period is kind of the purpose of why it was kind of conspired was... Um, to just to, it was just a noticing that like we are living in a time. Now this was a what 20, 20, 2019 of like this was before all of quarantine and all of this shit and like it was more of like a realization of uh, what where the culture was at just black culture overall um from music to art 
um, which is art, but I mean like hip hop to and to contemporary art, um, which falls in the same category, but it's very different mm-hmm. worlds, yeah. you know. Um, <clears throat> and seeing that, and seeing how also like the rest of the world treat treated us in our culture, um, kind of like sparked this interest of like. You know, being one of the few or uh, for you first that's entering this, like, open conversation that's uninhibited by, like, uh, the white gaze. Mm-hmm. Um, to just talk about it and allow a platform to have uh, black artists in all mediums to actually tell their story and like not just see their work in a gallery and you don't really understand it's a, more of a connection of the the collector and the artist because yeah that's what we need like and it and it's not even just a contemporary art of just buying my art but like even the consumption of like music like we listen to a lot of stuff that um if only we could get a conversation from Kendrick Lamar of like this is why I wrote this song, you know, or like, this is why, um, this was the space that I was in and for the lyrics and within this period of time, it's, um, you know, a a speaking moment of being, just being able to document it and being able to be up close and personal. It's like an archive, you know, it's, it's, um, Like that time capsule. I don't know if you ever did this in in school where you like everyone in the class, like they get a little coffee can or some shit and you put a little treasure that they're going to dig up in 10 years, you know? I definitely did that. I don't even know where. I don't know what I put in there, why. I don't even know where I dug it up at. Like, I know it was like. Yeah. Or if. I don't. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I think that this. This is just a space for that. It can exist as that. And right now, you know, talking about, we had mentioned before Renaissance, like, I just feel like the power of art and the power of uh, how it can move people in so many ways. And, you know, you think you look back to Harlem Renaissance, Mm -hmm. right? And that was a time where it was such an over such a such a swell of talent and creativity and passion and you know uh action that happened during that time right and it was short-lived right but look at how much of an impact that made and essentially like we don't know how long people's interests are are going to be as how many posts have you seen about keep that same energy or like once you know brianna first of all brianna taylor's name isn't hashtag anymore so like People are tired. Why? Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, think about that in the in the the energy that it takes, you know? And so pe- it runs out. So when, while you have it, it's like, what, 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 what's next? What are we going to do? What you are know? we going to do? Yeah. I mean, bringing, going back to your, um, your point about the Harlem Renaissance and the importance of the Harlem Renaissance, because, like, nothing's new under the sun. Like mm-hmm. I said before, our ancestors was fighting for the same thing, and they planted seeds that all kind of had their moments of like, of, you know, them being harvested. And now we are here. We're like the we're the rosebuds. 
and like I like I have this um this uh desire to learn and openness about the Harlem Renaissance once I discovered like the contemporary artist side of the renaissance you know because we know a lot about like our writers you know but there was a part of um the importance of how the harlem renaissance played um what the harlem renaissance played in black contemporary black art Mm -hmm. you know black art entering um entering in galleries and in a public space in a white space in a white space yeah and you know, we don't really hear too much about them because, A, the way the story faded out, it wasn't the best because it was, first off, the Harlem Renaissance was a very uh, short-lived period, but it was very impactful. Um, it was started, i say, like, in, in 1918 to, like, 1920, like, 28. Didn't even really hit the 30s like that. Um, it was 1925 and to. I mean, we can get the facts. Yeah, it's like I have the book here. I just have to look at it. Oh no, you're saying 19. Um, yeah, but I mean, I say the 1918s because that's when people like, uh, you had the Great Migration, so you had a lot of mm-hmm. black people already right, right. moving up to Harlem and getting it um, rolling. The book we're looking at right now is uh, the New Negro, which was um. Uh, published in 1925 by Alan Locke, and the story is, it's basically just a collection of um, black artists that was in the move, like, that was just pushing the movement of of uh, the idea of what the new Negro would be, like, you know? Yeah, like... Emancipating the new- themselves from the way America viewed them as african-americans or slaves you mm-hmm. know because yeah. this is this is happening right after the reconstruction era and the reconstruction era speaking back to juneteenth is like that is the moment that you know when we got our freedom and they promised us 40 acres in a mule and we all like a lot of us left the south and they left the south and moved forward to um you know the bigger cities but within that happening you know, we had to establish ourselves as a new version of who we were before because a lot of black people was just making the decisions that they are not niggers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I think that it playing in the time that we live in right now is like we're breaking these cycles of like, yo, I'm not I'm not this super predator that you claim to be claim me to be or my father or my brother you know it's i'm not that mm-hmm. and we have many you know because like i said nothing's new under the sun and you got the harlem renaissance but also you got to talk about the black panther movement that was like that took that seed and even though during that time some people didn't see eye to eye and how things were moving but it was just another version of blackness yeah and how expansive that, that movement is, is growing. It's, yes. It really, um, it just really like shows how it's once again that survival that that need to to for people to know this is this is really who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, this is really what I stand for. This is the real me, outside of your idea of like 
what other people have told you, what you've seen, what your perception is, you know, really creating that space to just be like, okay, this is, you said this is what you are. Cool. You know, and there's something from, um, um, the symposium that you, that you listened to, right? Yes. It was a symposium in the article. Um, it's called, it came from the crisis magazine, um, which was published in 1926. And, um, it was just, uh, Question that was asked. Basically, the symposium, if you could read the... Um. Oh, yeah. So the symposium, um, the title from the... Yeah, just like you said, Crisis 1926. The Negro in Art, How Shall He Be Portrayed? A Symposium. And there's a list of seven questions um, that it says, we have asked the artists of the world these questions. So... For this episode, we're going to start... There's seven questions, so we're going to start with the first. um, And, you know, just kind of, like, get each other's perspective on on what we think. Um, And the purpose of the the importance of this is that um, when I had came across this uh, article, it just was interesting to me because these questions that was asked in... um, 1926 versus now we're in 2020 like these same questions that we're asking ourselves as black artists Mm -hmm. as black artists as ourselves you know we the work that we do um and it's just this important nature of us to move forward we kind of got to really understand the movements that happened before us before letting it's been white before it gets whitewashed and right, passed down right. in their own folk tales. That's true. But, um, but yeah, so, um, there are seven questions, like I said, and we are going to, uh, do this episode with the first question, which is when the artist, when the artist black or white portrays Negro characters, is he under any obligations or limitations as the sort of character he will portray. That's um <laughs> that's heavy, that's real. Um I think as a black artist um as of right now because we are creating a new um a new world for ourselves. It's important for us to be very conscious on how we carry our, um, how we portray ourselves, carry our image, our yeah. image in media. I think that it's quite important for us to be seen in the light because we this it's over. Well, when the first image of like the first image of black people on media, but it's not even real black people. It was black face. Um, was um the birth of a nation Mm. which ultimately you know created the imprint in white america's mindset of like what black people are who black people are what they do and if we perpetuate keep on perpetuating those um those images then white supremacy will always win Mm -hmm. you know i think it's quite important for us to 
not to always put ourselves in a light that we always win. Like no one's saying that we live in a fairy tale, but right. like, yeah. but just to tell an honest story of like survival and silver lining. What black culture is hope. Black blackness hope, is hope. hope. Is the underlying, it's like the undercurrent that's that that just kind of like fuels you forward. It's just like, you know, I'm just gonna hope that tomorrow's gonna be a little different. And you know? You know that I get to tomorrow, or that I can affect some something can shift. You know, and hope is hope brings two things out of you. I believe it's just it's this fight, the survival fight, or more of a like a spiritual optimistic point of view. And that's why I feel like you have your Malcolm and your Martins, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and you but it's the same fight. It's the same hope. Right. It's the same thing that we need to kind of like. Uh, cushion ourselves to be ready for whatever forward movement is, but it's yeah. always forward movement. But exactly, though the method is different. The 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 message is, you know, it's the same. It's the and same. how do you feel? I mean, what do you think about that question? Um, let me read it again. Sorry. <laughs> when the artist, black or white, portrays Negro characters. Is he under any obligations or limitations as to the sort of character he will portray? Um, yes. And I, I think immediately where my mind went when um, I just thought of artists and then I thought of like gallery or money. Like that was a museum, you know, just mm-hmm. like the, the monetary um side of the artist you know the monetary kind of like fame part of it and yes I do think just in the way in in all media right like let's look at film like the types of film that films that win Oscars are ones about slaves and you know people in domestic roles and abusive people and all these negative negative heavy 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 stereotypes so yes you know, that's what sells. That's what that's the idea. That's the that's what people want to see. The medias, the the um so of course, you know, I think to live in to live in a in a modern, you know, I can only speak for the United States society, yes, of course you have to um you have obligations, you know, unless you wanna just you know, possibly not survive. You know what I mean? I think right. that the, there's a level of surrendering, you know, that you have to do um, as an as if you want to be a working artist, let's say, working in the sense of, like, people are buying from you, you know? Because even, even when it's, when it's a, when it's a, whenever there's wh- whiteness at any point in anything, there's going to be capitalism that comes with it. Of course. And because of that, we have been trained as a society to see things in that way. So even when you take somebody who's like, ooh, new and doing something different and interesting like uh, Swiss Beats and Alicia Keys with the Dean Collection, you know, where they allow the artist to tell their story and this and that, there's whiteness attached to that, of course, because Mm -hmm. how else would he get into that? It's like... You know, something that my dad always says to me is like, you have to learn how to play the game or mm-hmm. you you the only way that you'll succeed as a black person is 
person is if you understand how to relate to white people. If you don't understand what they want from you and how they want you to be and what they want you to do, then good luck to you, sir. So what does that mean, though? Do you think that is there a possibility that we like, do you believe that we're always going to be somewhat attached to the white person? Or could there be like a moment of fine, um, like a, a independence for black people of like what the black wall street was or just funded by black people yes like fully all the way like because you mentioned swiss beats and he's he it is represented by bacardi and bacardi is a it's a white company it's a white company for sure and it would be dope to be like yo this is swiss beats by Ciroc. i mean but who even but even knows Ciroc, is he how, just right? We don't know how I mean, far back it goes. Like that, the the we need black people with vineyards and all of that. Like, <laughs> like, but exactly, and that that I that historic the the idea and the problem is what has been, as we all know, taken away and stripped away is that sense of place, that sense of home, that sense of ownership. That's why it's called a diaspora. You know, mm-hmm. like here we are in this country that. We don't, you've, you've told us since we were this age, this is what, this is what this is, and this is what you're worth, and this is what you can do, and this is what you can't do, and you better not do that. Mm-hmm. And then we're seeing a glimpse of like, wait a second, this person is fucking, they don't fucking know, they actually stole this from me? Mm-hmm. And I can call you out about it, and I can show you, hey, actually, this is what you did, here, here are all of the receipts screenshots and dates and timestamps, you know, and this, this, this great apology that we're in right now, you know, I, I, I encourage black people to, to play that game, capitalize on the same way they're capitalizing on you. You capitalize on them. Exactly. I don't think, I don't have an issue with, like I said, we're, this is not about cancel culture. This is about discussing motive and reason and understanding and learning behind what we as black people have been conditioned to do, what we can do, what we're capable of, you know? Mm-hmm. And look at, like, for example, um, Equinox, right? The, last year, there was all this, like, flack that they were given because their CEO was a Trump supporter. And you're like, oh, my God, surprise. Like, really? Are you surprised that the CEO of one of the biggest gyms who owns other gyms, like Equinox and Blink and whatever the fuck, you know, all these other things. Brands own other brands and wh- and white supremacists live everywhere. So how can you not realize that that's Be a thing? to it. Right? Exactly. So they got, you know, is like, oh, you know, boycott, equi- boycott Equinox and blink, get your money back. You're paying all this money and you're paying white supremacists. And it's like, okay, but here we are, you know, in 2020, things have shifted. There's a video um, for Pride, right? of um the uh for house lives matter so it's like because we're in quarantine they uh did this like video of them having like a ball right like on zoom you know and edited it and did everything um jack mizrahi was like the mm-hmm. you know and it was it was every amazing everything like so well done so like such a you know when you when you when you feel something that like you resonate with and you get like happy, yeah. you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. what? I'm All here right. for this. I'm here for this. And 
so I, I, you know, I watched it and then I, you know, now that I've been home and been able to like scroll and scroll and scroll, I'm like really into comments. So I was like, what are people, what's, what's going on here? Like, what are people saying? Mm-hmm. And Equinox had commented on the video. I was like, thank you so much for partnering with us again. And, you know, House, House Lives Matter, supporting this charity, this and that. And the comment, like he commented on it and was like, uh, something I'm paraphrasing, but something like, um, uh, thank you, thank you so much for letting us like, letting us show you how show you how it's done, or like letting us take the reins, or like giving up, basically giving us control of it. Like, look what can happen when you just let us do it. Yeah. Like, stop trying to think that you need to like have a say or run it by you run or by your creative or, or directing like, team. Like, come on, on. Yeah. it's like you're gonna tell me that you need to like review my literal life, <laughs> you know. Right. Because that's, but that's what the white gaze is, right? The white right, gaze is right. the, the review, the, you know, the just looking at the image like, no, tighten up here. Like, no, it's, at this point, it's, um, it's fuck that. This is, um, <laughs> this is where we're at with, and that's what the black period is. It's, um, it's us realizing that, um, we're in a gap. Like we, 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 we understand that there's a financial gap. There's an understanding that there are things that we need to uh, for, fulfill to be able to really be in the conversation. But at this point, there's there's a huge form of rebuilding, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Excuse me. Shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, the coronas. No. 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 That's a Heineken. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm so trained of Corona. Like it's like Corona beer, coronavirus, Anything. Corona, 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 yeah, Corona. So, oh my god. It was a Heineken. Uh, excuse me, but um, anyway, uh, I think that we realize that we're in a space that we need to rebuild. This is a real true reconstruction era, right? Yeah. Um, we understand. Shout out to Killer Mike. Even before this whole shit happened, he had that. Netflix um, show trigger warning. I saw it's trending yeah. again. Everything. Also, I'm just gonna say really quick. Everything now. You go open Amazon. You open your phone. You open anything. It's like a a new little section that's like Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. Oh my! Yeah, God, I'm tired. Yeah, I no, that's tired. But this is back to. Yeah, we're gonna capitalize off of this time. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna. <laughs> We are. Okay. We are. Good. No, okay. we definitely are. We definitely are, but we're not going to be apologetic about it because I think that's the understanding of both times of like time periods of the Harlem Renaissance meets our Black Panther era, right? Harlem Renaissance was highly funded by white people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's why the story ended kind of like it just ended shitty, you know? It was. It was something we learned briefly about, but it was just highly enriched in black culture, but we couldn't move it because we didn't have the finances like that. And then you have the Black Panthers who was just like, man, fuck all of that. We don't, (laughs) you know, but now it's more of like the understanding of like, now I'm going to take your fucking coin. But what I'm going to do with it is I'm going to build on the backs of what was already laid down the foundation mm-hmm. 
it's not your fa- I'm not building for you. I'm not building on your plantation. I'm building on the foundation that was set up for me as the legacy of what black people fought for in America, what they did, you know? So we have so many, we got to fill these gaps of the blacks. We need black owned supermarkets. We need black farmers, you know? Right. We need like that. More. We you know, need more, more of, more, we need more a, sub- more. Yeah. we need to be able to, um, it it shouldn't it shouldn't be like a Google search for yeah. me to find a black owned just regular black owned shit like black culture shit that I have to even question if it's black owned or not. Like I think we're we're moving in a time that we're understanding that I think even the young kids don't even they're okay with not their the aspiration is not solely being a basketball player or a a rapper anymore it's like you know it's a lawyer it's a it's entrepreneur it's a it's a doctor it's things that fine artist it's a composer i'm a scientist i you know all of these things and the other thing that um i was having this conversation with a friend and he was like can we get another story like another plot line like we're not always trying to get money and like what if we just want to bake you know, what if we can we get a can we what if we just want to like go to Mars? What if you just have two little black kids who want to go to Mars and that's their dream and a cute little story about that? I will pay you to see that, you know, and it's like that escapism. Like, we, why are we why can we never escape our own trauma? You just serve it back all in a different in pretty packages in yeah. in all kinds of ways. And I, I think we're also so conditioned to just accept it, you know? Mm-hmm. There's so much media that's for quote-unquote black people or by black people in some way, and you're like, okay, but we I still know that lose. this is not my story, but also, like, I don't relate to this at all, nor would I want to. Like, this yeah. is not... This doesn't feel authentic. This doesn't feel real, and I can tell that you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think overall, as a human human race we deal with in regards of media we deal with like uh seven different really issue main issues that's a thread of like humanity you know it's like it's love it's sorrow it's hey it's but it's like how you tell these stories is it's um it's what sets it apart of who it's directed to right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um i believe that um with us telling our stories, we should, we could tell those same seven stories, but there could be more of a, a realistic aspect of it, but, but like we said before, more hopeful of like, poetically done of getting this idea out of, we don't need to always be selling each other out and just, Mm, mm -hmm. it just, it's there's certain, certain things that's just like, damn man, you know, it's like, we could be, I don't know, I just feel like the fantasy should, we should champion ourselves to be winners than yeah. losers. And even if it's, uh, even though we, it's realistic that we are losing, even though that is the real life. Mm-hmm. If you look at the stats, yeah, if you look at the all of that, arts. Like, and a the, nigga, I know we losing. Like, right, right, that's right, why right. I paid the $15, yeah. you know? But it's, or it's. Right. But it, at the same time, it's like there's something about the underdog story, you yeah. know, that's that's so much more uh, heartwarming or like you want to root for than 
okay, well, this was set up for you to win anyway. Like, there was an 80 to 90% chance. Like, the odds were in your favor, you know? But even what's crazy is that white people be having their films and you could watch it the first 15 minutes. You already know what the fuck is going on. You understand what's <laughs> happening. The white bitch is going to win. You know, even right, in movies, right, the right, white, right. like, you know, it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. Like, I automatically know that we're going to be the champ. I'll still watch it because we yeah. do that. We still do. We still entertain that. But even in, you that, know, yeah. I mean, that's why I had such a problem, honestly, like with um, Queen and Slim, you know, it was like, why, (laughs) you know, like, why, why, why? We talked about this last week. Like, why not just let them get on the plane? Just leave it to possibility. Like, don't throw it back to us what we already have have grieved over or continue to or in the middle of or you know that that and then you're gonna show us even worse and then betrayed by our own hand like you know i just think that it was such a and this is this is no like negative towards lena waith or whatever because the truth is like you have a platform you're doing your thing out here do your thing but i mean also you know we are this is a platform to criticize and be honest with our opinions on things and, and Lena that's, that's the thing I criticized the most yeah like, it was the it was really it was really the, that like, the ending really was just like honestly I felt like the film could have got a standing ovation if they would have got on the plane yeah and even if, like we said, even if the screen went off and it was just like they got on the plane and we don't even know what happened but they got on like they got on the plane. They got on the plane, and it just was like, to me, I'm just, I'm kind of like over having like, you know, our legends leading us through the grave. Oh. Like, all of our all of our leaders lead us. I mean, that's why right now we move off the spirit of revolution, right? It's like, right, it's, right. it's because of those who died before us, and that may, that, May be a black thing, I guess. I mean, but is that white supremacy for us to believe that? Right, right. You right, know, right. but I do believe that um, we need to be alive. Like, let's let's be alive. Like, let's not, <laughs> you know, like let's bitch live your life. Li- like, you let know? us live. Let us be out here and um, really tell our stories and make it and i just think yeah the ending of that really kind of like it made me it just was just like i was ready i was so ready for it because it was like boom what it's like Mm. black people coming at like they they killed the cop off of all of this that's going on this is like amazing i already kind of thought i understood the Mm -hmm. ending and i get that you know some people don't want you to understand but it's like I really wasn't hoping that we was gonna die like that. I feel like that to go back to the hope thing. It it took away the hope. You know, you're like, oh, you took that one pilot light of hope that's like everyone's running on. Like even when it's at darkest times, you got that little pilot light of hope, and you were just like, yeah. When you didn't, I just feel like it was unnecessary. And um, yeah, and I think. you know, obviously, artist choice. I'm not. I'm not here to criticize why you did what you did. I just didn't think that that was a story that 
needed to be told in that way. So, you know, I left that movie, yeah. movie feeling like, it was heavy. okay, fine. It was, you know, it was like, it was like, okay, trauma, but now you put like an Instagram filter on it and it's like pretty to look at, but like, cool. Yeah. And I think like, you know, but we have the things that we, like the art that we have, like, um, we kind of, Look towards certain people to do things, and even though there are there are art out there, there's art out there that's already here for us for our revolution. I feel like, boom, let's talk about like like the J Electronica album that he dropped with Jay Z. Like, I feel like in this time right now, like that album is that I don't hear enough people bumping it like that as, mm-hmm. as they should because of. Especially what's happening of like okay or even like um, yeah like the the pre- the the responding to the right now like you asked me last time like what's next and it's like okay as artists across the board you can respond right in real time mm-hmm. and what is it that you're gonna say because even Anderson Pack his lockdown lockdown da, yes, da, da, yes, like yes. that is like right now it's yes. it's, it's it's current it's 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 songs of the movement. It's we're kind of like we got the little, little baby too. Yeah. So I, I I think that it is it. You can choose to be excited, you know, despite how how uncertain how it's like. Know that you have like a part that you can play, however insignificant you may feel that it is. It's like right. it's still a black story. It's still a black experience. Right. You know. And I mean, back to going back to the 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 question, and just you know, kind of like wrapping it up and tapping into it. But like, mm-hmm. it's more of you know us as black creatives, creatives, black artists, anything, any form of blackness with a platform. It should be for championing the black race and us. Make bringing up our, you know, our opinion towards the Queen and Slim movie isn't like because you know how people be like, oh, you can bring you bringing black down, black point of view, but no. it's a conversation of what's happening in times right now of like, um, the importance of the black body and and the question. This is the same question that was asked in 1926 of like, you know, what. You know, how is the Negro portrayed? You know, the new Negro. Like, we need to understand, like, how our our bodies are portrayed in media and... To ourselves. Even. To ourselves, because yeah. that's how we are, how we internalize ourselves. Right. Um, and the interesting time right now is, like, you know, the galleries, the museums are shifting right now. And I think that that's... Quite important mm-hmm. because I think the art world is the last, um, it's last space. On the yeah, it's the last you know? space on the bandwagon to like really catch on. And I want to say like I noticed in 2014 I first went to Art Basel and I seen like I think it was like a handful of black artists. And going back in 2019 and it was just literally like it was just like black bodies. <laughs> Black, black on black on black yeah, on black. It was, and it was like, it was dope, but then I had moments of like, um, where's this like going? Who's owning this? Who's pushing mm-hmm. this? Um, 
And you know you have and it's ownership all over again in it, a, in, a, in a way. Yes, because you know? they buy the black art and then they archive it. But you have people who are fighting for the or cause. Or do they? We don't know if they archive we, it. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know if they archive it. We don't know if they're selling it sell, at auction. Yeah, most which, likely they yes, obviously are definitely. Um, but you know we have we have great people doing doing work that are um, you know our black galleries are stepping up and doing our thing. But I think. The fact that the museums are changing, that means that's going to enter and inf- infiltrate the um, the education system. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you go to museums, yeah. you go to museums and galleries as, as a kid and why we hated it. And me as a, a painter myself, like, I, I, <laughs> I hated going to the museum growing up. My cousin made me, like, enjoy it because it was more of a, she helped me identify myself with certain artists and align myself but then later down I I found my understanding and love and and space for that world but a lot of us go to the museums and just like I don't see none of like nothing nothing and the only time I felt like there was like a representation I'm not gonna lie was the Gogan piece but after knowing like all of that like the which one? The Tahitian women. The Tahitian, yes. Tahitian women, yeah. And you know, you like. You know the backstory of that? Girl, you just bye. like, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, and we're here all over, and we're back to white supremacy all over again. Oh, yeah, and everything, you know, and it, it goes back to that it's in everything, you know, right. and you like gotta deep cleanse it out. <laughs> yes, yes. And, 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 you know, like we said in the intro, it's like, it's. It's unlearning. It's it's a, it's a process, you know. And I think that, you know, maybe that's something that we can talk about on the next episode. But like the, this idea of like, we have to unlearn our anti-blackness as black people mm-hmm. because anti-blackness exists in everyone. You know, even if you don't, even if you don't see it, even if you don't feel it, it's there because yeah. if you live. In the United States of America, it is there. Yeah, it's <laughs> present. It's if you live in the world where white people have colonized, it is there. Even if you don't, even if you are black people living in the blackest place, there. Even if you're is black in Africa, the fact that white people are in South Africa out here fighting for land, like, mm. it's the most bizarre shit to me. That is a whole exactly other thing. So. But. Um, but yeah, so thank you for joining us. We are gonna wrap it up. Um, yeah, but thanks. yeah, this is this is this is who we are. This is what we're what we're hoping to do. Um, we we are open to having guests. If you're a black person who would like to tell your story, this space is for you. Um, so we have an Instagram, um, and it's an art an art-based Instagram of black artists showcasing, you know, all different mediums. Uh, and you can follow that at, at black, at the black period, um, on IG. So it's the T H E black B L K. So no a, no C period P E R I O D. Um, yeah. And once again, I'm Sidra green and and I'm Virginia Bonhomme, and uh, thank you for riding out with us. You know, this is the Black Period. There's more stuff to come. Um, just look forward to the future, cause um, it's looking real black. Looking real black. <laughs> it's looking real black. <laughs>
Peace.